1: so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items.
0: Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The share it with a friend deal. Even if that friend is yourself. Your McDonald's, your rules.
1: Welcome to Cottage Talk Full Time. I'm Russ Goldman and joining me right now is Emilio Donnell, who is at Craven Cottage today. This is our initial reaction to Fulham's 2-0 victory against Blackburn. As I mentioned, Emilio was there. He's going to share his first-hand view of the match. and I'm going to share mine as I watched a live stream of it. All right. Without further ado, let me bring on Emilio and let's get into it. Emilio? Give me your initial reaction to Fulham's 2-0 victory. You were there. Hi there, Russ.
2: Um, hi there, listeners around the world. Um, yeah, I was at Craven College today. Um, just got back home. Um, very windy today. So that played a bit of havoc, in certainly in the first half where the wind was quite strong. But, you know, I've come away, you know, you know we've got a win. You know, so first, first thing, we've bounced back from our dismal performance against Barnsley. And that was the first thing I, was, I wanted a reaction and a response after that dreadful performance last week. And we've got that on the whole. We've kept a clean sheet. Yes. Um, we've scored, you know, a very good first goal. You know, a lot of positive to take, but there's obviously some areas of improvement. But you know, I'm I'm not gonna complain today. I'm I'm actually quite comfortable with a professional but at times unspectacular win. But a win's a win, clean sheet's a clean sheet and uh That's right. you know this will this will give us confidence going away to Hollyfield next week and hopefully we've put the Barnsley performance behind us. So there's encouraging signs. Um uh, some good some good debut debut performances out there today. And it's just about how the team starts to gel. Scott Parker will start to create his own identity, hopefully over the coming weeks. And um, this win will give the dressing room a bit more confidence and then go into the training ground on Monday and, and work on some of those weak areas. But overall, three points are three points. And here we go. Let's let's kick on.
1: Absolutely, Amelia. My initial reaction is a word that you said, professional, because it was a professional performance. I thought the first half, Fulham were average at best. I thought it was pretty even first half, second half. I thought Fulham grew into the match and were the better side as the match progressed in the second half, got the second goal later on and put the match away, but they had opportunities to get that second goal before that. So for me, it started off as who are these players, just 11 players out there, but they became more cohesive as the match went on, especially in the second half. So my view is that I saw some of the play come together, but it took a bit for these players to be on the same page.
2: Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. I think it's... Um, you know, you, it, the first half was a little bit scrappy at times. Um, yep. you know, we looked uncertain, very nervous, and that's not unexpected. Especially there's been limited or no investment in that, in that, in that area. But you, you're right. Second half, we did become a lot more confident. We were a bit... More, packing and pushing up the field a lot more, but at the same time we weren't creating many chances, and that's, that's maybe a slight area of concern. But you know, we were. I think we kept the ball a lot better the second half. But the first half was fairly scrappy. You know, Tom scored a great goal. You know, already a candidate for goal of the season. So, yes. um, but you know, for those who haven't seen it, go on to the College Talk Facebook site, and there's, there's a recording I took just <laughs> from the corner preceding the goal, so everyone can see um, the the atmosphere in the ground at the point that Tom scored the goal. But, uh, but overall. There's areas of improvement, of course, but early in the season, what do you want? You want a professional, cohesive performance. You want to get your play, new new newbies and opportunities to start playing. Scott's got a chance to start putting some sort of structure and a strategy in place, and you know, hopefully, we can just keep pushing. Going, a win's a win at the end of the day, and that's just, that's. I'll, I'll take that. Thank thank you very much.
1: I'm right there with you, Emilio. Something that stood out to me, and I want to get your view on this because when we're talking about the improved performance in the second half and the players getting on the same page, I don't think Mm -hmm. it's an accident to say that I think the play improved when they had Bobby Reed come on as a substitute in the the, uh, 61st minute for Stefan Johansson. Again, this had more to do with me, with Bobby Reed. I wanted to see what his role would be, and I could see, honestly, where Scott Parker can use him. I was concerned. Where was he going to fit Emilio? Well, I, yeah. I thought we saw a little bit of a glimpse of how he can play
2: in this side. Your thoughts? Yeah, absolutely. I think it's you know, it's first and foremost, you know, I'm, you know, I'm a big Stephanie Johansson fan. I thought he he played fairly okay. I he got more confidence. Ironically, as a, as a, you know, from from the half hour mark onwards, he, he grew more into the game. Made some good tackles. You know, pushing forward as he normally does, not he was disappointed to get substituted. I'm, 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 I was a little sad to see him throw his armband on the on the ground at the point that he was substituted. So that I think he will get a selling off from uh, Scott Parker for that, and likely to be dropped for the next game. So um, there's a bit of petulance, which is disappointing. But I'm not too sure about Bobby Reed, really, to be honest. I thought that okay. I wouldn't necessarily say I thought it changed the game. I thought the first 15 minutes was very quiet. Um, he was sort of running around, barely got the ball, didn't didn't touch it much, and I just felt. What what's actually his role here? I thought Tom was maybe going to play more left-sided because oh, yeah. in that second half Tom was drifting more towards the left. And I actually thought it was going to be Cavallero was going to come off rather than your hands because cavallero other than a bright first five minutes, he was fairly ineffective and didn't really offer much today. But Bobby came on and I think he grew into the game. I think the last 20 minutes you know he was he, you saw him a bit more effective. Right. Maybe should have buried that chance at the, towards the end of the game to make it three 0 um, But. If it was nil-nil, we would have been lambasting him for missing what I thought was a fairly comfortable finish. He should have taken that, but you know he'll learn from that and hopefully get more composed and, and confident in front of goal. But overall, we've got options. I think I agree with you on that point. I think now it gives us a bit more options. Especially Hansen, a little bit maybe looked a little bit tired, got taken off, and Bobby Reed fresh legs. And I'm still a little bit uncertain what his role is going to be and where he's going to play in this team. And I think only time will tell in the coming weeks. I guess.
1: Okay. Well, just wanted to mention, him. and then also we had Harrison Reed come on later on in the 79th minute for Cavalero. So we got to see some of the new players get some work in, which was nice to see. But um, I want to go back to you because I I think this is a talking point, Emilio. We saw this last week and it's um, Fulham's insistence to play the ball out from the back. And I understand because if it works, it's going to work brilliantly. Okay. But I just think that if you do it every single time, eventually it could really hurt you, and we could see the nervousness. We saw this two seasons ago in the championship, and every time we did this, I was nervous, Emilio. So I think this will improve over time, but I wish that they would change it up a little bit. But that also means that Marcus Bettinelli has to be better when he kicks it to the side or kicks it long, because if he does what he did today, well, then I understand why they're going to play the ball off in the back every single time.
2: Mm, yeah, absolutely. He, he didn't look particularly confident, to be honest. Um, you know, there was speculation that maybe he wouldn't be playing today because he normally posts a photograph of himself on the night before the game that he's, which indicates he's going to be playing. But he didn't do that last night, so there was a bit of speculation on social media that maybe he may be dropped or possibly injured. But no, he started the game, and I just, you know, there's obviously a new rule that's come into place this season where you can actually pass the ball from your goalkeeper to your defender within the within the penalty area, rather than you have to pass it outside the penalty area. So that created. Yeah. Maybe a little bit uncertainty. Blackburn players were pressing us and trying to challenge those short passes, and we need to improve the quality of those passes. The, right. You know, the pace of the ball needs to be controlled better. than needs to be, you know, Morsten was, you know, to be honest, had a dismal first half. He was giving the ball away cheaply. Didn't look comfortable throughout. Improved massively in the second half, and I think a lot of that has to do with Tim Ream keeping the defensive line under control and very composed. But you know, the balls, you know, balls back from, it was to Ream, to Mawson, to Bettinelli. It was, it was, we were creating a lot of unnecessary pressure on ourselves and a That's better right. team may have taken advantage of that. So back to the training ground on Monday and work on that passing and that distribution because when Bettinelli did play it long, he'd either kick it out of touch or it would go straight to a Blackburn play. So that sort of passing from the back needs a lot of focus. But I thought, certainly the first time, my observations were it seems like there were two halves. If we were playing in the, in our own defensive half, we look very vulnerable and weak. As soon as we go beyond the first in the halfway line, you've got Nockhart, you know, very determined, you know, running a hundred miles an hour, looking very dangerous and lively. Mitrovic doing what he does best, holding the ball up well, getting stuck in. Um, it just feels like go beyond the halfway line, Fulham look dangerous. But That's as soon right. as the ball remains in our own half, we're very we're vulnerable. we're, we're liable to give away possession. You know, put pressure on ourselves unnecessarily. And, you know, maybe a better team would have punished us in that first half. But Harry Arthur, I think we should call out as well. Absolutely. He's my man of the match. I thought he had a great game. Looked very comfortable on the ball. Kept the ball ticking along nicely. That was an important block he did in the first half within 10, 15 minutes. I think that was that was a key block. Um, but overall, he he, he 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 bossed that midfield. He looked very, very yeah. comfortable. He looked like a full-on veteran there. So, potentially a very good finding for us if, we, if he continues to play like that we can count and stay fully fit and him and Tom in particular had started building a very good re, you know relationship in terms of the way they were passing and distributing them with each other but you know but, but to your earlier point about the defense we need to address that because better teams sharper teams punish for those you know those mistakes with that short passing from the back
1: totally agree
2: but getting
1: back to archer because uh I actually put up a a quick tweet and also put it on the Facebook page and we're just recording this now. So I don't have many responses to who was the man of the match. Uh, one of our co-hosts, Mike Greg, agrees with you. He said, Harry Arter. So I understand where, where Mike was going on that on the cottage talk Facebook page. Again, this we're recording this shortly after the match ended. So I didn't really have a good time to get a lot of, comments, but Michael Anthony, he said Arthur and Mitchell Williams said Ream. And I kind of understand both of them. But okay. one thing that stood out to me, Amelia, talking about Harry Arthur, what Gentleman Jim said during the broadcast is that I'm paraphrasing a little bit, but he was talking about that he's not nice, meaning that he has <laughs> an attitude, an edge to him, and that Fulham need that because Fulham's players are too nice. Again, paraphrasing a little bit, but he was <laughs> talking about leadership and having a little bit of an edge. I agree with that about Harry Archer. Your thoughts?
2: Yeah, yeah. I never I never saw saw that per se, but I see where Gentleman Jim's coming from because you know, it was like he was running around at times just you know, just you know, just jogging around the pitch, but he was getting those good simple passes to feet. I you know, I like defend you know, midfield players who don't give a ball away cheaply, you know McDonald did a great job for us in the championship for those seasons. He looked a bit slow self the pace last week and in pre I think is not only the fastest person in the world, but he's does he distributes the ball quickly he likes to keep pressing forward. not you know rarely do you see Harrryt passing the ball back He's very much That's right. a, you know a forward attacking mentality he's always looking to push on and try to be creative and all that and his distribution of ball was very was tidy. Um, you know, he's got, he can score goals as well. So there's a couple of opportunities he was trying to, you know, shoot from long range. So we, we know he, we've got that ammunition in the tank as well. But yeah, I can see the arrogance in him, but equally we need that. We need a bit of leadership, a bit more direct. You know, Tom Tom yes. Kearney, is he, a, you know, we've had this discussion many times. Is Tom Kenny a true captain? You know, and does he talk enough on the pitch? Does he lead by example? And, you know, he's always professional, you know, in terms of the way he plays, but is he, captaincy material. Questionable. We know that is a question mark around that. But so, bet if Harry Arda stays fit, you know, then I think he'll be an important uh, playing for us this season from what I saw today.
1: I totally agree. And when Gentleman Jim was saying that, you know, again, it's his work rate, but it's also you could see the leadership and you could see mm. the nastiness. And I like that nastiness in a very mm. positive way. It's not crossing the line. He's just being a type of player that you don't want to play against and a type of player that, again, you can use on your side. So I Me like too. what Harry Archer offered for him today, and I just want to mention that as we're doing yeah. this uh, podcast, David Perry also on the Cottage Talk Facebook page said, Archer. So I have a funny no, feeling that he, uh, he could be your man You're of the match, and I understand that, totally understand that. But I do want to ask you about Reem, because, again, mm. this is something that gentlemen Jim and Jamie were talking about, that talking about Reem being back, Also mentioned to Joy that, yes, they probably weren't Premier League players, but this level, they're good championship players. And Mm -hmm. I think Tim Ream can do a job at this level. You and I talked about this off-air. You already said you thought he grew into the game. I saw that, Emilio. Your thoughts on Ream?
2: Absolutely. I think, first half, we know of all the defenders in the first half, I thought Ream was the best of of a bad bunch. I think Joe Bryan was – was very, very poor in that first half. You know, a lot of, a lot of Blackburn's attacking um, play was coming down, down Joe Bryan's side, and Joe Bryan was being turned inside out far too easily for me. You know, he, he, he was, fought for the goal last week, and, you know, at times it was a little bit, I don't know, a little bit slack, a little bit too casual at times, but you always saw Tim Lee being the one just polishing things off calmly, com- in a composed way. Like, not in a spectacular way, but you just need to do the simple things well. And, Whilst Mawson was being very uncomfortable with with his passing, you know, a lot of negative backwards back passing, Bro, Joe Bryan being sort of being taken out quite often, Jennifer Doyle, probably a fairly quiet game for him. Didn't do much wrong, you know, didn't do nothing of note. But he was there. We we felt more comfortable having Dennis there than Cyrus Christie, admittedly. But Tim Ream, yeah. I thought, gave the the, the, the defence a lot more balance and a lot more certainty. And as he grew into that second half, simple things rather than trying to you know kick the ball out of touch, just protect, shield the ball and let it go out for play for a goal kick or just just kick it out in touch for a, a throw-in. Just do the simple things well and go back to your position and defend and do your job. And if him and Mawson can start to build that rapport together, I think we've got an interesting defensive partnership there because Mawson grew into the game second half whilst Reem was polishing up and just keeping things tidy. Mawson was being that leader at the back doing the talking, giving guidance to some of the younger players. And it's all about fitness. If you can stay fit, uh, you know, then Mawson, I think, will potentially be an important defender for him. He's got the acu- you know, the attributes to be. A, and you see that the way he talks. And I've said yep. it last season when the few games he did play, and yeah. um, so overall, yes, yeah, Tim Rooney is a close second for me, man of the match. I think okay. Knockhart also had a had a good good first half, second half, maybe a little bit more quiet, but should have you know, scored in the second play- half, though. Yeah, I think so. I agree with you, and I think when we did the show a few weeks ago about Knockhart signing for him, I'm very excited about his play. He offers a lot. Very attacking, very forward-thinking. He's got a lot of pace, a lot of quality on set pieces, but he needs to improve his um, conversion rate. And that's a lot yes. of Brighton fans that I know said he's very good in many areas, but if he, if he controls his discipline, which is a worry, you know, and also he converts more goals or yep. chances into goals, we will have the, pro, the type of player, the exciting player that we need, like a Lewis Boa Mortes from many yeah. years ago, who was yeah. that type of player with a bit of a bit of a streak behind him, but. They're, they're my main call-out. I think Knockout probably had a good first half, but quite a second. And, you know, Tim Ream was a close match, second man of the match for me. I thought he had a good good tidy game and kept a clean sheet.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And that's a positive to take out of this. And the last thing before I ask you about the atmosphere, because I want your thoughts on the atmosphere <laughs> with the Riverside Stance situation. <laughs> before we do that, I just want to bring up this one stat because for all the... Dangerous play in the first half from Blackburn, from the first minute. And again, they had a wonderful opportunity. They had some mm. opportunities later on throughout the match, I could say. But here's the thing, Emilio. They had 10 mm. shots, none on target.
2: Mm.
1: So, again, for all of that, was Marcus Bettinelli really tested in this match? I don't think so.
2: No, no, at all. Of, I think-
1: a couple situations, but not really. So. No, I agree.
2: I agree. One thing I would maybe pat him on the back is there was a there was a shot on target which actually followed an offside decision. That's so right. I'm glad that you brought given, that up. He but Bettinelli, that. at the point, wouldn't have known that was offside. So he still had a job to do. So he, That's he a actually good point. made a good save despite the fact. Yeah, I want to give Marcus credit on that. that Absolutely. You know. And also, just before we also cover off, I think Joe Bryan. You know, you know, second half. You pushed up a little bit more, and I, he did. I just give him credit for you know, setting up the second goal. goal. You know, he yes, made a great made a great run. Simple, you know, nice ball into the six yard box, and Mitrovic. Thankfully, he's got a goal that will give him confidence, <laughs> and he did what he's what he's there to do to score goals. That's you right. Know, he did, Mitrovic had a strong game, you know, good game, you know, worked hard. You know, had two defenders really, you know, around him most of the game, but. He, he got around those defenders and then polished off that, that ball from Joe Bryan. So, um, yep. so overall, Joe Bryan, I'd want to give that a call out. Although he had a poor first half, um, he deserves credit for that great run and, and, and assist.
1: Absolutely. And listen, the first goal was fantastic. Second goal, great setup from Mitro, and it was good that he got that goal. All right, let's end here. The atmosphere. I just want your thoughts, how <laughs> strange it must felt. You know, again, it's, I can just imagine what that was like. So I want you to describe it. I know, you know, again, there was a, a match against West Ham, but it, it's a friendly. This is different now. This is the first mm-hmm. league match. So just talk me through this. What was it like?
2: Yeah, it, it felt like going into a training ground. It felt like, you know, you've got half a, you know, you've got you a got a few fans. I got there reasonably early to the game, but it's... It was. It just felt like a training ground. You're going into like, or may going to a lower tier game where you got one, you know, where you got no atmosphere on the other side of the pitch. But I think what's key is the fans need to stay positive, even though we may not win. So the fact that we've one one quarter of the stadium is not is not there's no people there. What's going to keep the players driven and motivated is the fans. The fans need to support the club through thick and thin. Just, you know, we're not going to win every game this season. Then we may not do as well as people expect us to do, but you know, our duty is to support the club, give you know, right. give them as much confidence to keep pushing on. And you know, victories obviously breed that confidence, but when the chips are down, you know, I just worry that that's, that stadium might become a little bit quiet and maybe start to demoralise the players. So it'll be interesting to see how we how the players you know play when the stadium is only you know three quarters full and we're behind or losing again or have lost again. that will be interesting to see. But overall, it's felt a little a little bit odd, but. You know, I think that that's got you attracted by like the fact that we won today, but it'll be interesting right. to see when it's cold cold evening, we're losing, struggling, and you know, how how will the players perform when you haven't got you know fans to in one part of the stadium. But yeah, it just feels a little bit peculiar, but yeah. It's only right. For two years and then hopefully we'll have a you know more state of the arts. Well there's a good reason a behind time. it. Right,
1: yeah. exactly. There's you know, again, in a couple of years we'll be moving on from this and then We'll see the results, and it, it'll be a, a great addition to Craven Cottage. But in the meantime, it's it's a, like you said, it could be a little strange, and mm-hmm. I'm sure the fans were in, in great voice, and uh, they'll have to uh, continue to do that in, 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 just a, right. in a hard environment. It's a hard environment, like you said, Emilio. So I'm sure everyone's going to do their best to support <laughs> the team. They They certainly did today, and I heard them. It's just yeah, it's, it's just strange. That's all. It's just
2: strange. All right, felt <laughs> a little bit morbid at times, especially early on, <laughs> twenty thirty minutes before the game kicked off. It just felt a little bit. I don't know. It just felt like you're in a like a neutral ground, <laughs> you know, which was was maybe like a not fully not fully developed with all, this, all the sort of modern day facilities. Right. It felt a little bit, you know, maybe back to the old times, you know, like twenty thirty years ago. That's what it felt sure. like with cranes in the background and a completely empty stand. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well.
2: Two years later, in the
1: future, it'll be much better and it'll be worth it then. Right now, it's, like you said, the best (laughs) word. The words we've used, peculiar, strange, okay, we'll probably be talking about it a great (laughs) deal. But in the end, even with that situation, even with the wind, Fulham got a victory. That's the bottom line. So, that's what I'm going to leave you with, my friend. Final thoughts before we wrap this up? Uh, Final
2: thoughts is, well done, team. You know, well done for you know, putting the this dismal defeat to Barnsley behind you. You know, he's professional performance. You know, I want to give Scott Parker some credit for obviously trying out some of the new players. He's given us opportunities to see some players play full, the full games. some coming on a substitute. I think we've got, we've got things, we've got, you know, the next few games will be telling. Now, let's let's see how we take this away to Huddersfield next week and then the subsequent two yep. games, Millwall and Forest. But we've got an opportunity to push on now. So, well done team. Well done Scott Parker. Three points, let's move on to the training ground on Monday and start working on some of those those weaknesses, especially defensively. I think that's why we just need to continue to, to address that and try to get um, a strategy for Scott Parker. I think we're slowly starting to see how he wants to play. And I don't think one thing, sorry to interrupt, one thing I do want to add is sure. we always speculate, I think we had this conversation, I think it was with Rob Wilson last week, when we did it full-time, is how will Scott Parker play when you're winning 2-0? Will you do a Roy Hodgson? And try to protect the lead, or will he maybe do a cannonball and try to score three or four. We saw what he wanted to do today. He 2-0 up. What did he do? He took off attacking. He took off. Knockart protected him and put on an, and put in Le just to just to boost and and bolster that defence. He looked a bit disorganised the last ten minutes because there was probably too many defensive players there. But what was important for Scott Parker is he's got a job to do. He's picked up three points and protected you know one of his important assets in knockout. So that. I think that's quite telling. You know, if you're if you're winning two 0 early second half, what what's our approach going to be? Go and score four right. or five, or just to close out the game? I think I think it's quite clear from today. He'll look to do the latter. Okay, very good there.
1: All right, we will have a full post match show of this match. This is our initial reaction. So let's wrap this up. For Emilio Danella, I'm Russ Goldman. Thank you as always for listening to Cottage Talk.